0: Welcome to the Career Confidence for Immigrants podcast. My name is Sonia Ortiz and I'm your host. If you're a newcomer to a country, this is not the show for you. But if you've been stable in a country for a while and you feel stuck with indecision, self-doubt and confusion about your career, and you want to start feeling better in your day-to-day work life, then this is the show for you. Let's get started. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of the podcast. So, today it's the last episode of 2020, and what a year it has been, right? I wanted to thank everyone who has been listening. I know that your time and your attention are precious. So really big, big, big thank you. And for those of you who listen to this in the future, 2020 was the year of the pandemic and the time where the whole world went through a huge existential crisis. That's basically 2020 in a nutshell for the record. Okay, so today's episode, it's going to be all about how to love yourself even when you're not productive. Now, if you struggle with feeling guilty whenever you're not working or cleaning or cooking or taking care of someone, or if you find it hard to enjoy things like holidays and vacations, then this podcast will help you. Now, before we get started, if you like this podcast, make sure to share it with a friend, with an immigrant friend. It would really mean the world to me. And the best way to do it is to share it, share the episode directly from the Spotify app, if that is what you're using, into your Instagram stories, and then tag me using my handle, which is I am Sonia Ortiz. That is my handle. I am Sonia Ortiz. Thank you so much. Now, this topic of loving ourselves even when we're not productive, it's something that has been on my mind as I have been taking some time off during the holidays and I've been noticing how many of my friends, myself included, have found it hard to just sit back and relax. And I want to make a caveat here because I do find this year and this holiday season to be a little bit exceptional in the sense that for many of us who are still in places where lockdowns are in place, like here in Quebec, the anxiety and the inability to sit back and relax, it's very much related to the pandemic issue. So that is something we still need to remind ourselves and give ourselves some compassion to acknowledge that, right? Now, for many of us, even in non-pandemic times, (laughs) we struggle with this inability to relax if we aren't doing something active or something effective and efficient and productive. So on one hand, we may feel fidgety or empty or bored if we aren't doing something, or we may feel guilty and judgmental and critical because we think we're not doing enough. And like I said at the beginning, one great exam- example of how this looks like in real life, it's people who spend a lot of money on something like an all-inclusive vacation only to find out that they're not able to enjoy the moment because they're thinking of how much work they will have to do when they're back. And they keep thinking about the future. Sounds familiar? I have definitely been guilty of taking vacations and doing this with my mind in the past. Now, another example from my own personal experience is those times where you decide to take some days off but you end up packing your calendar with so many social events and family events and home projects that you're basically left feeling super exhausted and empty at the end of your vacation and it almost like you need a vacation to recharge from your vacation. Can you relate? And I think this is such a great topic to address because this constant need for productivity and to be doing something creates so much suffering in ourselves, in our lives, for ourselves, for our lives. And I think the first step in reclaiming our power around this topic, it's really to understand the root and the mechanics of this problem, which, by the way, it's always a thought and then a feeling, and then in an action. So just to revisit some concepts, in case this is the first time you're listening to the podcast, a thought is simply a sentence or an image that appears in your mind. Now, most of our thoughts are automatic and we have kind of no control over them. And that's okay. However, we can still always respond to whatever thoughts appear inside our minds with a new thought. That's the awesome thing. Or simply without any reaction. But most of the time, it's just a new thought. And I know this seems like a small thing, like a super, super tiny detail. But this is where all our power as as humans lies. This ability to respond. Now, a feeling or an emotion for simplicity, and I use these two terms interchangeably, it's a physical sensation or a vibration in your body. And all feelings or emotions are the result of thoughts. So in this case, if the result you want to create, you want to achieve, is to be able to love yourself even when you're not productive, the emotion you want to feel about yourself is love. So you will have to find, essentially, thoughts that create that feeling of love for yourself. Now, the problem in this situation is that most of us have not been trained to think loving and positive thoughts about about ourselves out of the blue, like unconditionally. Loving thoughts have always been conditional to something outside of ourselves, like productivity, goodness, praise, money, whatever. And it's only like we allow ourselves to think loving thoughts about ourselves when we do good, productive, useful things, right? So here's the thing, though. You can learn to love yourself even if you stay in pajamas all day because you have the power to use your mind to create that feeling. And there's no rule that prevents you from thinking loving thoughts about yourself regardless of what's going on outside of you like no one's you know policing your mind and watching every one of your thoughts right now you may wonder should i just repeat myself that i love myself and i approve of myself no matter what and would that work well, sometimes this works. This is why affirmation cards and affirmation books and so on are super popular. And I know I tend to pick up on that and on affirmations, but this is really where I kind of began my self-healing, self-improvement journey. It was literally with affirmations. Now, there's a bit of a caveat here because a lot of these this affirmations may provide temporary re- relief, but they don't always change kind of the structure and the pathways inside your brain because they don't deal with the subconscious premises and assumptions and rules and all the things that your brain and that whole system of beliefs is built upon. Now, specifically when it comes to productivity, which is, we can define as productivity as this imperative to be efficient and effective and of value, uh, it's important to recognize that this set of thoughts and beliefs they come 100% from the system in which we live in. And I'm not talking about your own specific country or your city system. (laughs) I'm talking about uh, the collective, the mainstream vibe of the world in which we live in, which is one of capitalism. And capitalism has made the notion of creating wealth A requirement for survival. So, in this context, it's no wonder that you have grown up being very preoccupied on how to produce something, how to create value, how to be of use, how to do more, how to be helpful, right? And by the way, I am not championing or, you know, capitalism here, nor am I saying that it should be burned down to the ground today. There's a lot of problems with our current systems, but. This is not the topic of the podcast. I'm simply here to remind you that your thoughts don't exist inside a vacuum. They are the byproduct of the system in which you live. And I always find it important to understand where your thoughts come from because it removes so much of this mystery that we tend to have behind our mind. Like sometimes we feel we're broken because we have all this negative self-talk, we shame and guilt ourselves for feeling anxious, and we're 100% convinced that we are the only one feeling that feeling or having that thought, except that this is rarely the case. Most of the time... Lots of people share the same thoughts and th- they just sound differently. They just Some people may not be fully conscious of them. Some people are better at just ignoring them or not reacting to them. And something else I wanted to add about this idea of productivity and what it means to be productive is that what's really fascinating is that two people don't share the same no- notion of what productivity means, like at all. Again, because productivity is not some kind of objective construct that exists out there in the world that's defined. It's a feeling that you create with the thoughts you're having. So I was texting one of my friends the other day, and we were sharing our thoughts and feelings about the holidays and how we were relaxing. And my friend was like, I didn't do anything productive today. Just one puzzle and one workout. (laughs) And I watched two documentaries. And all the while, I was literally in my bed wearing the same PJs for the past two days. And my big productive highlight was I did my post on Instagram. (laughs) So again, productivity, it's not an objective fact that everyone agrees on. It's something that you have made up with your thoughts. So for example, watching a documentary during the holidays can feel highly productive for some people but let's say watching a documentary during a work day or during a time where you said you would be working on something else may not feel so productive but it is the same documentary and it's the same action of you watching the documentary so what changes it's your thoughts about it now now you know closing that (laughs) parenthesis Now that you, you understand where this fixation with productivity comes from and how productivity is simply created by your thoughts because you are the one who's deciding what's productive. You get to decide whether taking a shower is productive or posting on Instagram is productive or writing a page for your website is productive. Now, Now that you know that, the question is, can you even go beyond this need to be productive and do you even want to do this? And my answer to those two questions would be yes, yes to both. But that's just my opinion, like everything else in this podcast. (laughs) And I think many people struggle at first with this concept of loving yourself even when you're not productive because they believe that letting go of the need to be productive will make them unproductive and lazy and depressed and scatter. And I think the opposite is true. I think when you're trying to when you let go of trying to be productive from a place of guilt and shame and self-judgment, your energy levels actually increase, your vitality increases. And as a byproduct, your output levels, aka your productivity, also increases. And here's the thing, like if you've never done any kind of mindset work at all, Trying to go straight into believing that you can love yourself even when you're not productive might be a bit too much of a a leap. Again, telling yourself the phrase, something like, I can love myself even when I'm not productive, may provide some short relief, may make you feel good for a little while. But it doesn't ultimately change the structure of your brain and your habits. This is something that you get to do only through practice and repetition and practice. But if I were to teach you how to change your mind so you can start believing this, which is the purpose of this podcast, then here's how I would go about it. So the first step I would advise is to, like usual, do some journaling on your thoughts about what things make you feel productive in life. Now, You may have things like taking a shower and changing my clothes and washing the dishes and keeping an organized house, creating social media content, doing my work, responding to my emails on time and whatever. Now, for every one of those actions, you need to check whether it feels like you engage in those actions more from a place of love or from a place of fear. And I know that's very, like, binary thinking, but it helps for the purpose of this exercise. And a good way to do this is really to ask yourself something like, do I believe that anything bad will happen if I don't wash the dishes, for example? And as as soon as you get the result, you take note of that. Now... Those places where you're taking actions from this fear are most likely the places where you may get stuck in guilt, in shame, in self-judgment. And this is the part, this is what's preventing you from thinking those loving thoughts towards yourself, you know, when you're not being productive. Now, once you have that information about you know, the two previous points, you decide on one single topic. And I really want to emphasize one single topic. (laughs) Don't try to pick more than one thing at a time because you're going to like overwhelm yourself and you're going to use that as your practice to start slowly building up your tolerance for discomfort. So how this whole process looks in real life, it's something like this. For example, let's say that the thing that makes you feel the guiltiest and the most unproductive is to leave dirty dishes in the sink and you want to start practicing some more unconditional love even when you have dirty dishes in the sink. Now, in this case, your first milestone is to be able to start leaving dirty dishes in the sink Feeling the negative emotion, hearing the negative thoughts and then not reacting to them or trying to change them with your action. As you do this, this very uncomfortable process, you can use neutral thoughts like it's possible to be a good person and have dirty dishes. This will eventually get clean and it's not an emergency. I can be uncomfortable and accept myself even when my house is in spotless clean all the time. This helps you because you're used to thinking neutral or slightly positive thoughts only when you do the dishes in this case. But now the challenge for you is to start thinking these more helpful, positive thoughts, loving thoughts, even when the dishes aren't done. So this is going to be really hard and it's going to be really uncomfortable because it requires you to find energy, to find like strength from a deep place within you rather than from something external. And this is a skill that we're not used to practicing. And something to bear in mind with this gradual, unconditional self-love practice is that you always start with self-acceptance and you build up. From there towards love and confidence and all this like super positive things, because at first it's really natural and it's totally okay if you can barely tolerate your lack of productivity or your inactivity or your dirty dishes like this is okay. This is to be expected. Over time, what happens is that the critical voices yelling you inside your head, (laughs) they quiet down. And the one thing that used to make you feel super unproductive or lazy or bad loses its power. And this is a beautiful thing of kind of learning to coach your own brain. Now, over time, again, what happens is that those neutral or positive thoughts that you were thinking, they start kind of appearing in your mind more naturally, regardless of whether the dishes got done or you're house is clean or you responded to the email on time or not. They just they start being there because they become more natural. Okay, so just to recap, I gave you a long process, but I want to give you a quick recap on how you can start reprogramming your your mind to learn to love yourself, accept yourself, and then eventually love yourself even when you're not productive, okay? So number one, decide what activities make you feel productive in life. Now, number two, notice whether your decision to engage in those activities is fueled by love or by fear. Number three, pick an action that's fueled by fear and choose to work on that one. Number four, start building your tolerance by doing this action either very imperfectly or not doing it at all. And notice the discomfort and the negative thoughts that come up without reacting to them. Number five, use neutral thoughts, like slightly positive thoughts that are easy for you to believe. Things like, it's okay not to be perfect all the time. It's okay to not be productive all the time. It's okay that this one task hasn't been completed. I can tolerate this discomfort. It's okay to have a sink full of dirty dishes. Now, number six, Notice how your more neutral thoughts, slightly positive thoughts, start coming up inside your brain more naturally, regardless of what's happening outside of yourself. And number seven, final step, as the critical voices quiet down and you start getting more control of your automatic reactions to your thoughts, then you can start practicing kind of increasing the volume of positivity of your thoughts so... You go from, like like I said, self-acceptance, barely tolerating yourself, to self-acceptance, to more confidence, to more compassion, to more love. So, you know, you may be saying things like, I can be a badass CEO and have a sink full of dishes, for example. If you want to, like, believe something that's very, like, out there, like, very, like, yeah, you got the idea. (laughs) Or, you know, I can give myself compassion and support myself even when I'm not being productive something like that okay so increasing the volume of positivity because again at first you you can't just bulldoze through the critical voices you need to gently coach them and you know make them leave your brain so that's how this process works okay my friends this is it for this week Go ahead and have a great productive or unproductive week, however you want to have it, because you get to decide what works for you, and you can still accept and love yourself no matter what, okay? Have a great week. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. And if you're interested in learning how coaching can help you navigate career changes and achieve a better work-life balance, then make sure you check out my website at soniaortiz.com. You'll have all the information on how we can work together. Talk to you soon.